The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. 228, you are with SFM 104 to 107. This is the JSB. And uh, as we were saying, shifting your lens on the world around you, looking at the solutions and indeed the conversations that are taking place in the country currently. It is, of course, the time where we go into our thought leaders, storytellers and griots. So uh, we are going to our very first guest with Thought Leader Storytellers and Griots. And on the line, we've got Professor Tuli Madoncella. She's the director for the Center for Social Justice at the Stellenbosch University. Now, the fourth annual Social Justice Lecture will be on the 21st of February 2023. It's going to be delivered by Justice Albi Sachs, uh, titled Social Justice and the Constitution. Is this the country we were fighting for? And Justice Albi Sachs, of course, has uh, recently in the last six months or so, if I'm not forgotten, and just won something which was named the Elbies, the very first award given by uh, George Clooney and his wonderful partner. And they have given the award to Justice Albi Amal Clooney and uh, the award they named the Elbies after Justice Sachs. Professor Tuli Madoncella, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, we shall... Thank you for this privilege and good morning to the listeners. Prof, let's start with the concept of social justice. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting concept and a, a diverse one as well. Tell us what it means for you and the work that you're doing in Stellenbosch with regards to it. In its simplest form, social justice is about fairness to all. In terms of the South African constitution, Social justice is about um, having everyone enjoy um, equal rights and and freedoms. Yeah, it's about embracing the humanity of every person. And where would we see this? It would be fit in the just, equitable, and fair distribution of all opportunities, resources, benefits, privileges, and burden in our society. And John Gold simplifies it into two, the fair distribution of all the benefits and burdens of living together. I'm interested in the fact that you talk about the benefits and burdens because it does feel currently, and uh, I'm speaking for many of our listeners who are sending in comments, that there are more burdens that we are living with right now than benefits. It feels like that, but there are benefits of of living together in in that. Um, For example, we still have a functional court system. Yes. Yes, of course, crime is rampant, but imagine if the court system wasn't working. We still have one of the most human rights respecting countries in the world. Elsewhere, if you as a journalist were criticizing government, you would lose your job or Mm. disappear. We have a country which has a history of just being evil, if I can use other Chaskalsen's words, yeah. uh, to its citizens, particularly the darker ones. 
and female ones. And, and, and things have changed. Yes, we have a lot of TPV, but at least we can't just be treated in evil ways or discriminatory simply because you're darker or you're female. Of course, when it comes to maltreatment by impact, things begin to look differently. Prof, you we, you talk about the fact that we do have a functional court system, we do have a constitution that talks to the rights of all humans. And I think that when we go to Justice Sachs's, Justice Elby's um, social justice and the constitution, is this the country we were fighting for? It certainly is a title of a or a topic that's going to elicit much debate for sure. Uh, I have no doubt about that. And I think that one of the debates is something that we hear quite often is that the Constitution does not work for us. And yet sometimes I think it is not the Constitution, but actually the people that are enacting the Constitution that do not work for us. Absolutely. I can't wait to hear his view. I personally have defended the Constitution mm. and I didn't work as much as Justice Arby sex for it. He lost his arm being in the struggle. Mm. And he was involved in the conception of the Constitution from the beginning. There's often a myth that is propagated in society that the Bill of Rights came from the National Party. Uh, Arby says will give you the beginnings of thinking about the Bill of Rights in the ANC Many years even before the negotiations were started in the late 80s and how they came with their own draft to, to these negotiations. But it would be interesting, of course, what he says about what they had in mind about how things would look by now and this is how they do. And certainly we do know, for example, that they didn't expect that the civil servants would be part of the problem. They didn't expect that the politicians would be part of the problem through mm-hmm. corruption. But there are things that are not just about corruption. Land, for example, is mm-hmm. one of the things that we at the core of the fight in South Africa, yeah. from the fight between Van Rieberg and the Koi. And, you know, 30 years into implementing the interim constitution, where are we with land? And is it true when people say land is not the issue? Me and you know that if I have land, I can rent it out and that would give me a passive income. I can get a loan with it. Is it true when people just say, oh, no, you don't need land? But he will probably speak about the vision they had in its entirety, not just cherry picking, and you probably tell us about where we are and uh, where we need to go. And I can't preempt what he's going to say, but I am, <laughs> I'm hoping that he will agree with me that the problem does not lie with the Constitution, but I cannot predict what he's going to say. So, so, Prof, in closing, one of the things that we were talking about off-air was just the fact that you are the director at the Center for Social Justice at Stellenbosch University. So this may very well be a conversation that talks to an intergenerational aspect. And I'm sure you're hoping that that kind of conversation is the one that this event will, will allow for. 
Absolutely. And he has been carefully chosen for that reason, because he is a person who took up arms to see to it that we had the country we dreamt for. Um, And then here is a person who was involved in drafting the constitution. He is a person who has delivered some of the most remarkable transformative decisions in the constitution, P.E. municipality um, uh, versus um, various occupiers, uh, Mm. etc. So I... I do really hope that he will weave with, with us the vision versus the reality. But more importantly, what do we do about the logjam? And is there something we can do about it? For example, we talk about, you know, the dysfunctionality of the ANC. I don't know if people know that there was a time when the ANC was in disarray, in exile, because they had people they called Ascaris, and others thought the answer was, which is deal with them the way they are dealing with us. In other words, with no principles. And Oar Tambo um, called Ax, who was in Mozambique at the time, took out to come to Zambia to deal with it the human rights way. Professor Tuli Moroncello, we're going to have to leave it there. We need to go to a break. She's the director of the Center for Social Justice at Stellenbosch University. Just put that in your diaries if you are uh, in the Western Cape, the 21st of February 2023. And in fact, uh, not just in the Western Cape, it will be online as well. It's going to be the fourth annual social justice lecture. Always an interesting conversation and debate. This one will be delivered by Justice Albie Sachs, titled Social Justice and the Constitution. Is this the country we were fighting for. I have to say that was one of the best interviews we've done in a while where he started singing for us on the show. And what a singer he is too.